All right, guys, we have a question from the listeners. So let me let me pull it up on my email, Fern, Todd, I'm gonna read it, and then we'll, we'll dive into this. So, uh, you know, you know me, I don't like to pat myself on the back or, you know, toot my own horn, but uh, let me read the beginning of this. Chanel and I wanted to thank you for publishing your book, Best Hour of Their Day. Wow, that's really, I appreciate that. You know, it's a, it's really nice since I don't get many compliments from you two. Nobody um, wrote that. He, that's just, that's, he wrote that to himself. It's in his signature his, block in his email. Yeah, that's his signature. That's his header block. That he Let me continue. That that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank me. He has um, any, this is me any, thanking any, myself. Yeah. Any email he receives that that's the automatic header. You have a signature. I have a header. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was a great read and had quite a few solid takeaways, not only for ourselves, but that we can also give to our coaching team. We put, we put out a little podcast mostly for our coaches continuing education and as en entertainment for our athletes, and we enjoyed doing a deep dive on your book and think it will inspire, motivate many in our crew to pursue excellence. Well, there's Is there the a podcast. question here? Is there a question? Um, there's the podcast. Let's just call it there. All right. I'll get to the question. There's more. Let me pull it up. We also wanted to thank you for the podcast in general. Well, Fern and Todd are not quite as smart, entertaining, or attractive as you. So we are no okay, so here's the question. We are in a weird circumstance in being relatively experienced and committed CrossFit coaches. Uh, one of them is a level two and one of them is a level three. I'm just not saying their name in case they don't want it being broadcast. And they're also in the internship process for staff. And yet the company we work for has Both decided, um, it's not clear, but I bet it, okay. I bet you it's only one because only one has their level three. Yeah. yeah that's so it's fair. probably uh -huh. just the one with the level three. Um, and the company we work for has decided to let their affiliate status lapse. We were not really on board with this decision, but it wasn't ours to make. We would love to hear what your advice is for coaches in our situation, but regardless, your podcast is always a source of intelligent insight and old school CrossFit outlet, outlook and adaptability that keeps us thinking positive. So there's the question, you know, all the best sign these guys. Let's dive into that. I mean, to sum up the question, Hey, I coach CrossFit, my box is deaffiliated. What should I do? So a couple things I mentioned it before we got started with this is I'm I'm curious to see who actually follows through with that, just just who you know who stated that they were going to deaffiliate and then actually do. So one I'd be like you might hold on because it might not turn out the way that you initially thought or somebody initially communicated. Um, and then beyond that, if they do actually truly you know not renew their affiliate moving forward. I look at it as your, your role as a coach doesn't change regardless of what the, the, the branding on the outside of the building says. So I think your job is to, you know, take care of your clients, you know, the athletes that you're dealing with, make it their best hour of the day. Um, and I don't think you can, you change anything as far as your coaching goes um, in that particular scenario. Now, does that re ignite your idea to think about what you want to do long term and potentially move towards um, working at a different actual affiliate or opening your own spot or doing something like that. Maybe your long term vision changes um, based on your desire to actually be with a CrossFit affiliate. 
But I think in the short term, you hold tight, you keep doing what you're doing, you keep, you know, coaching the way that you've been coaching and sharing the information and knowledge that you got from CrossFit and, and just kind of see where things go in the future, but maybe adjust your plans more long term. I mean, so if we take the way you just said, Todd, a couple of things, I think you're absolutely right. We said it early on. No one, no one has actually de-affiliated. All they've done is say, hey, I'm not paying my dues when they come due again. But that's not necessarily de-affiliating just yet, right? There's a second step. It's like, okay, you're going to get an email probably. I don't know what happens these days. You get an email from CrossFit that you're affiliated. Actually, you guys wouldn't even know, right? So, yeah, we said you still get the email? Well, uh, we both own multiple affiliates, so yeah, right? Yeah. You, you've seen that stuff. Um, but, but yeah, so is, it's, it's, there's very few people, I think, that sent an email actually de-affiliating and removing their status for, during a year that they've already paid for. Right, no different than the games athletes that are like, I'm not competing. Like, because you said something on social media or like, are you actually writing a letter to Dave Castro and with, you know, it's, it's all these companies basically just put it out there, but no one has actually gone through the process of actually doing it. Um, so Fewer than I'm, not, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even in a process. I think it's just, you just don't renew it. And then I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you would get some sort of notification and email that says, Hey, it's lapsed. You're now no longer allowed to use methodology and the name and everything that comes along with an affiliate license yeah i think there's i think there's a couple ways to do it right would be one not renewing and two would be like literally sending the email that says hey i'm out and yeah, then I do, I, there the, was the speed definitely, of the process yeah there was definitely there, i don't know how many it was but there were some gyms that you reached out to hq and said take us off the affiliate map we're no longer affiliated and it is what it is we're parting ways and i would imagine those are people that were already position to do that meaning like they probably weren't crossfit rife they were rife fitness or something of that nature and and were using the affiliate name in order to use the methodology the there everybody else basically just said that they were going to leave but like you like you've already stated that just means i'm not going to renew which at the same time means that there's two scenarios either they it sounds like that affiliate actually lapsed from the way you read that email so I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's accurate, but it sounds like it is. If that's the case, that's a whole separate discussion. But everybody else who's worried about this, you still have the same concerns, but not until a later date. Right? Well, like they, you're good. They say you're good as long as their affiliate is intact. They have decided to let their affiliate status lapse. It's hard to tell if that's past. Okay, so then, yeah, so we yeah. could, yeah, so we, we could, let's assume that it hasn't, it didn't they, lapse, that, that it hasn't lapsed yet. But assume but they're going to, right? They're going right. to. I was so the first this, thing I want to I want to pose a question to you too, but before I say that, it's like you the three of us have discussed this numerous times. This is why you need to open your own box, right? If you if you work for someone else, kind of like Todd said, you know, you have to take the good with the bad. And then that doesn't matter what company you work for. If you work for any company out there, they're gonna make decisions that you don't necessarily like. And that's the beauty of CrossFit. It's not a very expensive expensive business venture it's not there's not a lot of obstacles both of these guys have a level two or level three so they've already picked the minimum requirement of having your level one um, well i don't easily. know that opening your own box is the first yeah like that's they could have real jobs you know and that's i i, I agree but point yeah. is 
we, we hear a lot of people complain, you know, we've talked about it in the past, coaches complaining about their box owners. You can leave. Yeah, yeah, you, don't, you yeah, can yeah. leave. You can leave. You um, can leave. But let me ask you, let me pose this question to you guys. You know, we work on the weekends. We've got a new boss, kind of, right, at this point. What if he's like, hey, by the way, uh, we're not CrossFit anymore. We're, you know, RosaFit. You're going to teach basically the same thing, but you're, we're calling it something else. Would that, in, would that impact you guys? Would you care? Because that's basically that's a, what this guy is saying. That's a little that's, – it's, that's different because that's the person who owns the entity, and now I don't know if this is legally accurate, but now owns the IP, so he could call it whatever he wants. Right. So, yeah, but it's the same thing as a gym that changes its name, right? Here's the, here's the deal for, for, for me. I don't – Well, not really uh, because – that that IP is still owned by somebody else. Like so, regardless of what we call it, there's still an IP facet to this, which is this is the methodology which everybody signed in their like in their affiliate licensing agreement, whether they liked it or not. That if you are going to trade money for this service and use this methodology, it has to be a licensed affiliate. So whether we call it Rosa Fit or CrossFit or whatever is is irrelevant. The the agreement would still be in place, or the that IP aspect of it would still be in place. So you could still be in effect doing something that would resemble IP theft if you let it lapse and then continue to use all of this and promote it the same way. Like there would be no change to it. Yeah, yeah, but that but they're not probably not responsible for promoting. They're in the gym teaching people how to squat, teaching people how to clean and jerk and do pull-ups, right? So that's what we're assuming that they're based on. So that is like what Jay said is if we were still yeah. teaching the same seminars, but the seminars weren't called the CrossFit level one, they're called something else. And if I'm still doing the same thing and I'm still making the same impact on the people that are there on the weekends, and I still believe in the values of, of what we're sharing, I don't know that that would change very much for me. If they change the name of those seminars, I, at this point, it, there would have to be additional changes that came along with it that would cause me to no longer agree with what's happening, which would make me want to change things and move. Yeah, I would agree. The, the, the methodology would have to be revamped completely to where they're just like, Hey, no, you should do traditional bodybuilding and never mix modalities and, and helping people isn't what we're about. I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I'm down for that. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that that, you know, that, that's kind of why I said, like, I think your job as a coach is to continue to do the same thing. What the owners have decided to do is kind of on them. You can state your case for what you believe in or think that they should do. And, and you know, but then also respect the fact that they're going to have their own opinion and they're going to be able to make their own decisions on what they want to call their gym and if they want to be affiliated or not. Um, the thing that I would warn warn these coaches about is I have seen it before where owners make decisions to do something with their business and some of the coaches aren't on board. And then that rumbling, those rumblings and that, that disagreement spills over beyond the conversation of the, the owners and coaches. And now all of a sudden you've got coaches that are, um, you know, down talking the owners or the new programming or the new workouts. And it's like, if that's the case, you're turning into a cancer with inside the walls of the gym and you probably need to move on. It's like, even if you don't agree with it, you need to either be all in or all out. There's no one foot in one foot out. You can't be talking to some of the members and being like, yeah, I can't believe how stupid he is for, 
you know, disaffiliating and I can't believe that this workout is so dumb or whatever. You know, if you, if you decide that you want to still be a part of the team, you need to be a part of the team. I, I think it's a fair, I think it's a fiction and I would even go so far as to, if you're going to do that, I think it's worth recognizing that you're making that decision on your own. So I'm a coach and an affiliate and I work at drive fitness and they decided not to affiliate for whatever reason. I would never hire you. Yeah, no chance. Probably not. But the, the point would be that the, what typically happens is they, back what Todd was talking about is like, they're talking shit essentially. And then they try to get other people to go with them when the actual professional thing to do is just leave, not take anybody with, don't this, you created an ordeal. It's just like, this is my decision. My job, my, my responsibility here is not to convince other people of some other stuff that's going on. It's just like, I couldn't deal with it and I'm leaving. And if other people happen to do that because they also agree with it, then that's on them. But this idea that like everybody has to agree with me is what a lot of, of people who miss the boat and i think if you're gonna do that as a coach just leave just leave professionally and say i agree with this and if you wanted some because i there i guess there probably might exist a scenario where like they could be at some risk of liability because they signed a trainer licensing agreement as well and if they're in a facility that's doing that or paying for that service is somebody going to come after you i don't know but you're technically in that contract like if people are getting money for that service and it's not affiliated anymore, you know, if we want to go to book. So you, you just say, Hey, listen, like, I don't agree with it. That's not what I'm, that's not the agreement that I made with CrossFit. So I'm going to leave. And then another affiliate's going to get a level three coach and a level two coach, you know, like I, I just convinced, I convinced, I mean, I tried to, to, he would wanted to, he was going to buy an affiliate and I was like, don't do it. He said, why? And I said, because you just told me that you wanted to do X, Y, and Z. You don't have to own an affiliate to do either one of those things. You need to go coach. So walk into another affiliate, say, I want to be your head coach. How would that work? And it might be a better deal. You could get all of the coaching you want in a, in a better facility, you know, with, without any of the hassle. So I just, you know, explore your options and don't feel like you're, you're, it's like this weird, you know, scenario where all you have is like stay or, you know, start your own affiliate. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in between. Yeah. I mean, I think something we need to explore is like you were saying, if they stay here and they're no longer an affiliate, you know, how do they feel about continuing to coach the CrossFit methodology? That's, that's really the, the, the tough position because, you know, you may be, Hey, I want to do the right thing by CrossFit and by these other things. And then, because of, you know, these guys deaffiliating, I don't feel right coaching the methodology anymore. And the same deal. If you don't feel comfortable there, then I think it's on you to do the responsible thing and leave, you know, it's. Yeah. And I don't think you should feel bad about it. I think you should just state your state, your question, which, which is legit. It's, it's a legit stance. Like whether you agree with it or not, it is legit. If we go by, the rule of law, if you will, but like based on what is actually allowed and what's not allowed. Yeah. Like that legit. And the gym owner, you know, realistically is probably going to be the one who loses the tier because if you're losing a level three and a level two coach, that's probably not a significant, probably not an insignificant impact to the gym and the business and, and the product that you're providing. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. It, it's probably, 
worth multiple discussions. You know what I mean? Just to see and just kind of let the owners know or not. I don't know where you feel about that, Todd, but like just say, listen, this is what we're thinking about. This is where our head's at. And we're not, we're not saying you should change it, but just letting you know, like if this is what we're going to do, we're probably going to bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah, I was going to say, like, I'll, I'll, the, the more open and clear you can be with your communication, the better off. Like, I don't, as the owner, it's like, I don't, I don't, I appreciate when somebody comes to me and states their opinion on the way that they want to do things um, or the way they feel about the way we've chosen to do things, and especially the longer you're in this. I think early on, I, you know, I was a little bit more insecure, and so I tried to defend my choices a little bit more. I think, you know, like I said, because I was more so insecure, but the more secure you are in your role as the owner and in the decisions that you're making, somebody coming and voicing their concern lends itself to an open dialogue about, hey, here's why I'm doing it. This is the reason. And, you know, then you as the coach have the opportunity to get on board and try to see through your owner's eyes why they're actually doing it. Um, and once again, that's just going to provide more information for you to make your decision moving forward. So I think going and having that open communication, Hey, or maybe just maybe not stating your concern, but just as much asking the question, Hey, why are you doing this? Is it because of a tweet? Is it because you saw four other gyms do it? Is it because what other, everybody else was doing? If so, well then let's talk about that a little bit more. I want to understand really what's going on if it's because your vision for the gym is no longer for it to be a CrossFit affiliate, you're going to do more, whatever it is, personal training or boot camp classes, or you're bringing in something else, then it's like, ah, it probably makes sense to not be, to continue forward with a CrossFit affiliate. And that probably also is going to dictate, you know, what you do coaching wise. Hey, if this is going to be a boot camp going forward and I don't really want to coach a boot camp, well then that's going to help me make my decision to find, you know, coaching opportunities elsewhere. Well, and, and I think as a box owner, who knows this scenario, but there's a chance these are their two head coaches, like Fern said, or these are just two very good coaches that the community likes. And if they brought this up to the owner, there's a chance you can have an influence over, you know, like you said, is it, hey, if you're doing this because of a tweet or because other boxes, let me give you my side of the story. Let me give you my opinion. And just so you know, if you do decide to de-affiliate, that's going to impact whether or not we stay. If those were your two best coaches, you may think twice about de-affiliating now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my, my, my only kind of reservation with that is like, I think you should, that's probably a conversation you'd have to rehearse several times so that when you do voice it, it shouldn't sound like an ultimatum. Yeah. Right. It, sh it shouldn't be presented like, if you do this, we're going to leave. I, I think you should just state where your feelings are at and, and not say anything. Just like, we just really don't feel comfortable coaching at the, a gym that is using this and not affiliated. Like, we just wanted to let you know, you know, like whatever you guys are going to do is what you're going to do. But like, that's just how we feel. And then that's it. You're not saying like, if you, if you don't change it, we're going to leave. And if you do, we're going to stay. You're just like, that's where I'm at. Just so you know, you know, and I think it would, it'd probably be received a little bit better or at least more of an open conversation instead of you just presenting them with a, you know, if you, if X and then those, those generally don't turn out, turn out well. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, that's a tough one, but I also think who knows, they even go through with it to ask them questions. When does affiliate? And then, you know, I, and then, and if you want it, 
I guess if you wanted to do it better, you're not at odds during the conversation. You could just approach it lines of, but uh, to kind of a little bit more what Todd says, understand, but also let them understand it because I'm going to questions about this and I want to be able to answer it the way that you want me to answer it as an affiliate owner. Just help me help you instead back I think that's fair is Fern breaking up for you Todd or just me yeah it's a little bit for me too why can't Fern get good Wi-Fi in Virginia it's because there's a nuclear disposal place down there. <laughs> no, it's, it must be yours Ackerman it's all the plutonium blown in the air <laughs> So anyway, I hope we answered that question. I know a typical our style, there's no do this or do that, but just things to consider, things to consider. And um, hopefully we helped influence your decision one way or the other. But I think one thing that we always try to, to preach and, and encourage people to do is have those conversations. Anything else to add? Are you guys going to stay affiliates? I think CrossFit should go opposite and and, um, and travel around and decide maybe some places shouldn't be affiliates anymore like we're going to start getting rid of you that's what they should do all you guys that want to be affiliate guess what just, you're out just do a little just do a little quality assurance check yeah a little secret shoppers and send us out on season two of dropping a in you know if you if you were gonna if that's such a if you were if you were if you were gonna de-affiliate people, what would your just right off the top, what would be your That's criteria? exactly what I was thinking, dude. How can you what's <laughs> gonna dictate whether uh whether they deserve to be the affiliate? That's such a it just gets me so fired up about people that start complaining about other gyms. Well, I mean you would have to reassess what the minimum requirement is to own an affiliate, right? So right now it's a level one. And you'd have to say, okay, this is my expectation of someone that owns a gym with a level one certificate, right? I can't go to a gym, expect coaching from Todd or Fern or you know one of the other people on staff when we've got so much time under tension. So that's where it's a challenge. Right. Exactly my point. And so, that's, I always, you know, this is going to take us off topic to some degree, but that's where it's like, I've heard people be like, well, you shouldn't be able to coach in an affiliate unless you have a level two. You shouldn't be able to own an affiliate until you have a level three. Well, how do I get good enough to have a level two with ever, with never going through the process of coaching? Like, how does that work? I can't coach until I'm good enough to have a level two, which you could go and take a level two without having any experience, but it's, it's essentially like, you can't coach until you're a good coach. Well, guess what? I'll never be a good coach without coaching and being a bad coach to start with. So, and, and it would, you know, it would it, limit, it, and it would limit people's opportunity to do so because if it was level three, whatever, I mean, level three would be the most obvious cutoff point, right? Because it displays the most level of knowledge and it's, a, and it's an actual certification. The level two is not currently accredited, I don't think. So that'd be a hard, weird, arbitrary metric to to make that line in the sand so at that point what how many level threes are there 1500 right and how do you become how do you get the experience enough to pass your level three 
without coaching on the floor? And what if you're in a country that doesn't have any other affiliates and you're going to open up the first one? How do you go somewhere else and do it? It's just, there's so many, I just feel like that argument's not thought out very well. And then if you want to go, all right, well, I'm going to make someone's move. I'm going to go into a gym and I'm going to look at how well people move. And that's going to dictate whether you're allowed to do it or not. Well, if we walked in and Adam was doing a workout, no one would let he'd that get, gym continue moving forward. That guy's <laughs> no. needs to touch in. He moves like he'd get trash. cut immediately. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, that's, a, that's a bad argument, in my opinion. Well, you know, and just, the, you want to be a CrossFit affiliate? Well, the, the truth is half the people that say something like that aren't good enough coaches. As, like, they wouldn't cut the mustard. They wouldn't have an affiliate. They wouldn't be the guys. Or half of them. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. Yes. It's it's like the people that show up to level two thinking they're great coaches and like, ah, you know, they, you know, they, they have no comparison either. They just think they're a great coach because they haven't seen good coaching. You know, they might be right. good compared to what they, they've heard of, but they're still not good. So anyway, it's all a relative term. Exactly. We should, exactly. We should do, we should do a full podcast on that on like, what would CrossFit quality assurance look like? Oh, that's the next episode. Yeah, I like it. Quality assurance. Cool. All right. Well, we hope we answered that question. Any last uh, comments, Todd or Fern? I want to read something. Just got this in the inbox. This is from Dr. Jenkins. It starts with, starts with, I just want to lead with the fact that Jay is the shorter and weaker of the two hosts, (laughs) which is... Statistically, statistically accurate by every measure. Um, he just said, I, I just thought I'd pass something along um, that you might want to hear. A friend of mine at the gym, newish athlete, maybe two years in the CrossFit, 50 or so years old, told me that uh, one of my interviews on Best Hour completely changed his approach to working out. The conversation was about scaling and essentially the concept that scaling is not only okay, but actually beneficial from a fitness standpoint. I don't recall the specifics at all, but it sounds like something uh, we'd have talked about. Ever since then, he's been all about the scaled life, to use his exact words. Pretty cool. So scaling isn't a crime, everybody. Yeah, Pretty okay. sure that was the interview I did with him. Just so you know. Yeah, if you guys, if anybody can find that interview that Day J did with Dr. Jenkins, let me know. It's a, I did one interview with him. Uh, you did more, but I did one. He's a, he's a good dude. But yeah, I'm all about that scaled life. I'm hitting 30 rounds every day right now, Todd. I think today's day six, jumping, maybe? Jumping pull-ups and knee push-ups, is that right? <laughs> no. Wait, 30 rounds of what? 30 rounds of what? I'm doing 30 rounds of Cindy for 30 days. Did you, did you do Murph? Not this year. Not this year. We did it last weekend. I guess I could. I could do like a very. I could do Murph with that, and then do ten rounds after, or do Murph with thirty rounds in the middle. I was pleasantly surprised with my score. Less than an hour. My second fastest time ever. Really? What you was go best. Yeah. Thirty-eight twenty. Did you check yourself right into the hospital for rhabdo, or did you? Yeah. (laughs) No, I just, I think, uh, we've done a lot of like push-ups and pull-ups this month and just like a lot of calisthenics in general. So I've always looked at it this way. If you could do a 10 minute mile and a 10 minute mile and just of Cindy, 
And then the last five rounds, I just went and I think I finished in like 18 and a half minutes and then was out the door for the last run. And the last run was like 10 minutes, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, it's Murph should be 40 minutes or less based on that. I agree with you on that. If you're, uh, if you're taking much lo- longer than that, you're either running really slow or probably need help with your pull-ups. But I was, I was using the park push-ups. here. It's the push-ups you look. Yeah, but I mean, even when you lose the push-ups, you can go six and four, seven and three, right? Like my push-ups have gotten really good since doing this challenge. But I was using the, there's like these three pull-up bar stations at the park and they're like, they're all relatively low. So I have to do strict pull-ups. But then I found another spot in the playground that I can reach up and jump to. And now they must be really low if you got to do strict pull-ups. Well, it's like a kid's <laughs> pull-up bar. Yeah. But uh, now I found a good spot that I can jump on. And I was telling you guys earlier, some guy, some guy was watching me. It turns out he was wearing a cross yeah. shirt. So. <laughs> anyway, anyway, if anybody wants to hop in on that challenge, let me know. But we'll be back later this week. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.